Chapter Twenty of Bon Marie. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Monica Raleigh. Bon Marie, a tale of Normandy and Paris by Henri Greville. Translated by Mary Neal Sherwood. Chapter Number Twenty a new aspirant the attractive person who entered the atelier of our friend morin with such scenty ceremony was not abashed by the cool reception vouchsafed to him but gaily continued hope i don't disturb you i am sure go on just as if i were not here is it possible can it be mademoiselle lucienne whom i see before me what a happy chance it was which brought me this morning into the presence of the star of the champs-elysees i beg ten thousand pardons for not recognizing you at once but not expecting to see you i really then too the stranger added your black dress misled me it is amazingly becoming however should you wear it to-night on the stage you would have a stupendous success i am in mourning sir answered bonne marie gently ah a thousand pardons mademoiselle excuse me i beg of you i am a great simpleton he need not have told us that muttered the realist in the ear of his comrade i am a positive simpleton i ought to have seen at once mademoiselle did you were in mourning will you excuse me sir interrupted morin coldly we are at present much occupied if you would kindly return in an hour's time you would find me at leisure to attend to you and to learn from you the motive which induced you the motive interrupted the unknown the motive which brought me here is no secret it was my sincere admiration for your superb talent and the crocodile cast an insinuating glance at bonne marie that was intended to show her and her alone that he was not speaking the truth you remember me i trust my dear sir and remember the day that morisset presented us to each other morin bowed indifferently he said to me to-day look here melunard you have a father who is a millionaire here melunard glanced again at the girl to see the effect he produced shall i tell you how to get rid of a small portion of his money buy one of morin's pictures morisset's advice my dear fellow is not always as good as this consequently i am here monsieur morisset is most kind to remember me answered the artist oh he knows your talent better than you do yourself i say that because your modesty prevents you from appreciating your talents as you should do true talent is the last to recognize itself morin whose best friends never compared him to the violet and who in no way merited this eulogy asked himself if milonard was not laughing at him but he soon satisfied himself that he was not milonard was simply repeating a phrase he had heard somewhere recently you are very flattering said the artist merely because he felt he must say something not at all not at all but i have come to purchase a canvas that bears the imprint of your name and talent morin's two friends who had listened attentively to this conversation now rose and noiselessly withdrew 
at this precise time i have no pictures on hand he answered so coldly that bonne marie looked up in surprise then you can paint me one one with trees and things you know like what's his name's the man i mean who paints mountebanks i never paint mountebanks morin answered as he touched his palette with the point of his brush this movement drew melinard's attention he put his glass to his eye oh perfect delicious he said showing all his teeth the living breathing image of mademoiselle lucien it looks as if she were about to speak no to sing rather and he laughed at his own wit as he twisted the silk cord that held his glass morin by this time utterly out of temper tried colour after colour without finding one to suit him he did not dare look at lucien lest he should discover that the intruder was welcome to her was it not possible that she had told him to meet her here at this thought he angrily bandished his brush in the air and then as quick as thought painted into the portrait of bonne marie which as yet was little more than a sketch the heavy moustache of an hungarian officer i like the portrait this way what do you say asked the painter turning towards his visitor the young girl annoyed and disturbed had relapsed into profound silence and was examining with her eyes the more distant objects in the room as she was at some little distance she had not seen what morin had done nor could she understand the meaning of his question the only thing she really grasped was the amazement of the simpleton before her he not knowing what to make of this bizarre act of the young artist stood with his mouth wide open and his eyes fixed his small head and slender neck were protruded from his low-cut colour which seemed to retreat like the waves when the tide is going out while his glass dangled at the end of his stiff and immovable forefinger bonne marie already nervous and unstrung was seized by a wild impulse to laugh she sank into an armchair threw her head back and the atelier rang with her clear rippling laughter which in the end so charmed the artist and even melunard its object that they both joined in it delicious said melunard after a few moments delicious but really you see my dear sir began morin reassured by bonne marie's laughter i am nervous as i am apt to be when i am disturbed at my work i beg ten thousand pardons i am really mortified but you will paint my picture will you not and you will allow me to come occasionally and see how it is getting on i trust i may sometimes have the very great pleasure of meeting mademoiselle here and and we shall have charming little family parties in that way muttered morin suppose we ask the concierge to come too with her mending and bring her cat and then we might cook a few chestnuts at the stove no my good sir i do not work like that i do not paint by the hour millenard in utter silence received this avalanche of words much as trees bear the blows of the poles that knock down their nuts he merely gathered that morin did not choose to let him see lucien in his studio and he therefore determined to see her elsewhere 
i regret my dear sir he exclaimed trying to effect what is known as a good retreat that you had no picture for sale i would have given a good price say fifteen hundred francs for a landscape with mountebanks interrupted morin i do not insist on the mountebanks however nor i either said the artist as he gave a finishing touch to the moustache on the portrait well then why simply said the artist hastily because i do not paint pictures to order call at the atelier on my left or the other on my right they will do anything you wish i can only regret that i have allowed you to waste your time oh not at all answered melinard naively i had nothing else to do bonne marie had the greatest difficulty in restraining another fit of nervous laughter as she met morin's eyes this most inopportune guest had at last made up his mind to depart and as he went out said with a most irresistible smile and bow addressed to lucien i will come in again on some other occasion as you seem oh it is not at all worth while answered morin with the most exquisite politeness it is always the same way with me and closing his door on this patron of the fine arts the young painter pushed the bolt and went back to his model bonne marie now laughed heartily and without restraint she laughed until the tears stood in her eyes and morin was singularly moved by this gaiety which was that of a pure and innocent child it is good to see you laugh he said as he took his seat on the edge of the platform you are like a happy child who goes to guignol for the first time guignol appeared to the young girl so happy a comparison in connection with the man who had just gone out that she laughed again finally she succeeded in checking herself somewhat ashamed of such inconsiderate mirth in the presence of a stranger an artist and a man of celebrity but what did you do to my portrait to astonish that gentleman to such a degree she asked i will show you he answered with a smile she started forward but he detained her there is plenty of time he said sit still a few moments it is so delicious to have gotten rid of that vapid fool our laugh together has made us old friends but you have not laughed or so little that it amounts to nothing my mirth has been more silent than yours possibly but it was none the less sincere for all that but tell me are we not friends i don't know answered the young girl with some hesitation it was growing late and the atelier was invaded by that peculiar grey light which comes earlier in the day to studios than to other rooms because of their north light in this twilight the room looked larger and the corners were vague and afar off the girl shivered and rose hastily but it is pleasant here said morin again detaining her yes it is pleasant but i must go it is growing late lucien said the young man taking her hand stay for i love you bonne marie's heart beat wildly under the folds of her black dress she waited willing to hear more i love you repeated morin will you not love me a little in return i do not know she replied guarded by the double prudence of a woman and a native of normandy will you try asked the young man possessing himself of her other hand when we know each other better 
answered the girl disengaging herself and in the twinkling of an eye putting on her wrap and hat au revoir she said to morin extending her hand as she stood on the threshold will you stay a while to-morrow he answered awakening from his dream no she said shaking her head smilingly she said no but morin thought she meant yes why was she so different from all the other women of her class whom he had known none of whom would have refused to linger for another hour in the soft obscurity of his dusky studio one and all would have begun by refusing and then they would have remained the next day it rained the sad cold light streamed in at the high window of the studio bringing with it a sensation of cold morin's two neighbors were as usual lounged on an interminable discussion the artist thought of going to call on the young girl but a certain feeling restrained him he was unwilling to allow her to suppose that he felt the necessity of seeing her every day as the rain continued for nearly a week the sitting seemed to have come to an untimely end the painter therefore made up his mind one evening to go to the concert room of the cafe End of chapter twenty recording by monica raleigh